Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's dark. You're sitting in front of the mirror getting ready for bed. There's nobody else in the house. You see something move in the corner of your eye. You glance to your right, but you don't see anything. Another minute goes by, and you think you see movement again. So you slowly turn to your left, but again, the room is empty. You turn back around, and staring you face to face in the mirror is a cat. You jump back, because you don't have a cat, and there's no cat in the room. But there he is, staring at you in the mirror. Welcome to Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week, we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Now, step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt. Hi, welcome to Paranormal Pets on Pet Life Radio. Thanks for joining us on our inaugural episode. I'm your host, Dusty Rainbolt. Remember Tweety Bird's trademark phrase, I taught I saw a putty tat? Well, surprised people repeat those words every day, except the dog, cat, hamster, horse, uh, the animal they catch out of the corner of their eyes has passed on. Do animal ghosts really exist, or are they just products of a wishful imagination? I'm going to let you decide. Join us as we look at the world of paranormal pets. Each week we're going to be discussing a different aspect of the weird or spiritual lives of animals that we encounter, like ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Seen Bigfoot lately? As I said, I'm Dusty Rainbolt. I'm the author of Ghost Cats, Human Encounters with Feline Spirits. In a few minutes, you're going to be meeting today's guest, a fellow cat writer, Amy Shojai. If you've had pets long enough, you're bound to have said goodbye to at least one. And for those of us that have had pets all our lives, I'm sure you've suffered many losses. And it's never easy. So, so often we weren't prepared to say goodbye, and especially when the loss is unexpected. But sometimes after that final goodbye... Well, it's not so final. Occasionally, somebody will show up and give us a very special gift. The pet returns as if to say, goodbye. Oh, and it's okay to get on with your life. Other times, these ghosts hang around as if nothing's changed. They sit by the food bowl or they jump in bed with you. And still other times, people move into a home where there's a resident ghost dog or resident ghost cat. Now, unlike human ghosts, which I don't know about you, but those scare the bejeebers out of me, animal ghosts tend to be more comforting. Of course, there are exceptions, but throughout history, there are stories of animal spirits and animal guides and the occasional strange animal like sea serpents or Bigfoot. However, not all of these accounts existed in ancient history. Even today, there's the unexplained sighting of the mysterious and unexplained beast. And with that said, coming up is Bizarre Animal News. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Now, time for something really scary. 
A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Pick up something unique at a Bone to Pick dog boutique. A Bone to Pick has cool hip fashions for big and small dogs that will have their tails wagging in style. Cat products too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Check out our eco-friendly pet products and gifts for humans too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Get your pet's mouth watering monthly with our Gourmet Treat of the Month Club. And join a Bone to Pick's free birthday club for your puppy. A-B-O-N-E dash to dash p-i-c-k dot com pick up something special for your best friend at a bone to pick a-b-o-n-e dash to dash p-i-c-k dot com get 10% off with coupon code petlife Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting muttropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Join us each week for Pets in the City with your host, Diane West. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So take a bite out of the Big Apple with Pets in the City every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Dusty Rainbolt. Well, welcome back to Paranormal Pets. It's time for Bizarre Animal News. Well, first it was Butch and Sundance, then it was Bonnie and Clyde, now it's Bigfoot and Peppy. These legendary creatures have joined the ranks of elusive humans who've had sizable bounties put on their head, or in this case, bounties put on their fur and fins. According to a June 4th article by Benjamin Radford at LiveScience.com, Field and Stream Magazine and Bushnell the manufacturer of binoculars, are offering a $1 million bounty to anyone who can provide unaltered photography or videography proving the existence of Bigfoot, Sasquatch, or the Yeti. The hitch? Well, it's got to be verified or substantiated by a panel of scientific experts. And among them uh, would be a zoologist and a biologist. And I'm sure that there are some videologists in there as well, if that's what you call them. Anyway... Better hurry. The offer ends December 15th. 
And if you look at the small print, it says the companies are not liable for any injury incurred during a Bigfoot attack. So be on the lookout. In another article, this one by Kevin Hatner in the St. Paul Pioneer Press, the Lake City Tourism Bureau is making an offer you can't refuse. The Bureau is offering a $50,000 reward for undisputable evidence that proves the existence of Pepe, a water creature living in Lake Pepin. Now, Pepe is Minnesota's version of the Loch Ness Monster. The hitch in this case is the proof should include photographs and or samples of skin or fins that can be studied for DNA analysis. I have a feeling they're not going to get many takers on this one. The first documented sighting of Pepe occurred on April 28, 1871. It was reported in Minnesota's Historical Society's Book of Day's Almanac. Pepe has only made rare appearances since then, but he's been described as a long, elusive, serpent-like creature that hasn't surfaced long enough for anybody to get a clear picture or video. So, good luck and good hunting. Also, some weird animal news from down under. The Townsville Bulletin in Australia has discovered a new species of jellyfish. Uh, in a report written by Daniel Bateman, this new species of jellyfish was found at the Townsville Reef Headquarter Tank, and it was discovered by biologist Linda Gershwin. She describes the creature as an evolutionary dead end. The thing that makes this animal very strange is he's a rather mucus-like looking creature, and they are nicknaming him the snotfish. The other thing that makes him unusual is he has his mouth on his underside and his anus wrapped around his little miniature brain. I know some people that could fit in that description, so... Anyway, uh, this little jellyfish, they're studying him. He can't sting or swim, and he looks like, well, you get the idea. For more information about this little jellyfish, you can look on my website at www.dustyrainbolt.com or on the Pet Life Radio, and you should be able to go to these direct links on all these stories. Now, I hate for any guest to follow that cultivated little bit of news, but she's going to elevate the show considerably. We'll be right back with our guest, Amy Shojai, in a few minutes. Time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Fluff your feather, roll out your tongue, shine your fins, snap on your leashes, and grab your human. It's the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo. Two full days of pet-tastic fun that no pet lover should miss. Join us for shopping, the Barks and Couture Fashion Show, Dream Pet Wedding, Ultimate Pet Makeover, Pet Communicator, Rescue Me Pet Adoption, Service Dog Demonstration, and tons of fun contests. Bring your pets and join us at the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo, Saturday, September 27th, and Sunday, September 28th, at the Kentucky Expo Center. For more information, go to LouisvillePetExpo.com. Animals talk to us every day in many ways, especially the animals that live with us. Have you ever wondered if your pet could speak? What would they tell us? Join pet communicator Erica Alexander as Pet Life Radio presents When Animals Speak. Step inside the mind of your pet on When Animals Speak 
every week on demand in iTunes and on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Dusty Rainbolt. Welcome back to Paranormal Pets. I'm your host, Dusty Rainbolt. And now I hate for any guest to follow that cultivated little bit of news, but she's going to elevate the show considerably. Amy Shojai is the founder of the Cat Writers Association. She's a certified animal behavior consultant with the International Association of Animal Behavior Consultants, the author of 22 pet care books, and the host of Pet Life Radio's own Pet Peeves. She's also a consultant to the pet products industry, and you can check out her amazing bio at the Pet Peeves link at PetLifeRadio.com. Amy, welcome to Paranormal Pets, and thanks for joining us. I'm delighted to be here, Dusty. Well, I understand you've had an interesting paranormal pet encounter. Why don't you tell us about it? (laughs) Oh, well, it was interesting. It was a very sad time in my life, too, of course. Um, the um, We had our dog, a German Shepherd, for uh, a little over 13 years. And as anybody listening out there knows, 13 years were not enough. And the night that um, my dog's name was Fafner, he was named, uh, he's, since he's German, he was named for a Wagnerian opera character. Uh, and uh, he did like to kind of howl, so he, he came by that natural. He was a singer. And... Uh, Fafner was old. He was starting to have um, some major health issues. And uh, the night that he died um, was, I'm trying to remember if it was, it was either October 29th or October 30th. It was right before Halloween. And so it was very eerie anyway. And uh, he had had um, an episode earlier that day. And I'd had him at the veterinarian around 10 o'clock that morning, and he got a clear bill of health. Uh, The doctor listened to his heart, listened to his lungs, checked him out, um, took a little blood to run tests later and said, you know, I don't find anything wrong. Go ahead, take him home. And Fafner came home with me, and he was a happy guy until somehow he knew when all of the vet clinics had closed, and he started to die. And it took him a while, and it was a very sad experience. I was with him the whole time, and uh, we it was cold out. We have, were in a very small apartment, and so after he was gone, of course, I knew this was no longer my friend. So we set his body outside in preparation for taking him back to the veterinary hospital the next morning. Uh, and about, oh, I'd say half an hour, maybe not even that long, I heard a commotion outside and opened the door, and a black cat was perched on top of Fafner's body. And what do you yowling. think that means? I, I don't know if it was um, – this was a, an apartment complex. This was a little black kitty I'd never seen before and never saw after. Uh, I'm, I don't know if it was a message. I don't know if somehow Fafner was trying to – communicate with me or if this little cat 
just happened to come by and um, was you know, a perfectly natural, curious cat and wondering what was going on. I really don't know, but it was such an emotional time for me. I took it uh, as a sign that, you know, something something else was going on here. Wow, that's amazing. But there's more to the story, isn't there? Well, I think as, as many people uh, have experienced, um, after he was gone, uh, I thought I would see him you know, out of the corners of my eyes. We had been in the same apartment for nine years with the German Shepherd, uh, no doubt. In fact, when we moved in, uh, I called every apartment complex in the city because I was, not, I was not going to lose my dog. And I tried to convince them over the phone he was a miniature German Shepherd. <laughs> um, went over like a lead balloon. And I finally, finally convinced the apartment complex manager of this one uh, group of apartments to at least meet the dog first before you say no. And little did I know that she was a dog lover. She had a dog. She had a toy poodle that did not like other dogs. And she set me up a test that I, you know, I walked blindfolded into it. She said, well, let's, yes, he's a very nice dog. Yes, uh, your Fafner is obedience trained and he's clean and I know that you're, you know, you write about pets and you're a professional, but I, w- I want to see what happens when he meets, meets my dog. I thought, oh, sure, he loves other dogs, no problem. And she, of course, was sure this was an out for her. Her dog would throw a fit and, um, you know, we would be on our way. Her dog fell in love with Fafner. <laughs> it was a Mutt and Jeff romance for nine years. Um, this little apricot poodle was the size of his head and (laughs) we ended up living in the apartment right next door to her and they adored each other so we had been in this apartment for nine years and you know when you're in a tiny two-bedroom apartment with a German shepherd and your husband you trip over each other and the night Fafner died and then of course his body was was taken the next day Somehow, that little tiny apartment became enormous, enormous and empty, especially since my husband had to be away on the business for the next three days. So here I went from being, you know, piled on top of each other in this little apartment to rattling around inside the most enormous place I've ever been. And the first night that I was uh, without him, he jumped on the bed and this really it didn't it didn't scare me but it amazed me and it was such a comfort because Fafner had hip dysplasia he had not been able to jump on the bed in many years and after that I knew everything was okay I think he came back to tell me that I'm still here I'm still watching and I'm well did you have any further experiences with him or was this the only time he came back to visit that was the only time that I could specifically say yes this was Fafner I mean the rest of the times I could I could chalk them up to imagination you know seeing something out of the corner of your eyes and wishful thinking and those types of things I would feel his presence but you know not see anything not feel or hear anything else this is the one thing that I kind of hang on to and, and I will tell you, Dusty, this is probably, I've, I think I've told this story maybe to one other person. So I'm being outed on national radio. 
<laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> but you're among friends, so uh, I'm sure that many of our listeners have had similar experiences, and they're wanting to talk about theirs as well. So you're going to be leading a lot of people and giving them a lot of comfort as well. Well, and I think whether people believe in an afterlife for pets or not, it doesn't really matter. It's it's what makes you feel good. And I know in, a, in one of the radio shows that I did uh, with uh, Pet Peeves, asked the question, do pets go to heaven? Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, we talk about Rainbow Bridge, and I think that's a nice, it's a nice story. But to me, Rainbow Bridge is in our hearts. And that's where, that's where pets go when they die. They're, they're always with us thereafter. And for me, heaven is with my pets and I know I'm going to see him again. Well, and you already have, so I guess that verifies yeah. that, doesn't it? Absolutely. I just have to wonder. I just have to wonder, though, if there are ghost mice and and uh, ghost cats uh, for Fafner to to sniff and have fun with too. Well, you know, I I don't have any question about the ghost cats. I kind of wonder about the ghost mice, but I have to tell you, I am really curious whether there's going to be like ghost lizards or ghost <laughs> ghost quail or I, I wonder what happens to the the animals that are not people's pets, whether they actually are ghosts or whether they just go to wherever they go. You know, Amy, that is just a wonderful story. And as I said, I know that by you coming and, and telling us your story that you are giving so many people comfort and hope that they will also be seeing and experiencing their pets either in this life or in the the next one. Would you like to tell us anything else? <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't know. That's that's my one special experience. I know that um, uh, my husband and I previously lived in a house in um, Tennessee that it was our understanding had been vacated by uh, a woman who was a cat collector. Um, and she had been quite eccentric and uh, had painted the entire house pink, including the grand <laughs> piano. And um, when, when she became unable to care for herself anymore, her son came and moved her out, and they discovered all of these cats. She had 70 cats. <gasps> um, oh, my goodness. In, in this, one, this one house, yes, and they, they found uh, where she had taken care of the bodies of those that had passed away. She still had some out in, in a back shed. And so we lived in this, in this house, and um, I'm not sure that the cat's ghosts were there. They may be left for Greener's Pastures, but I know that she was there <laughs> because I would smell her perfume. Oh, how exciting. Well, she was just making sure that whatever little animals were there were taken care of, I'm sure. I think that must be it. Uh, Well, unfortunately, we're running out of time. I'd like to thank my guest, Amy Shojai, and my producer for making our show possible. If you have a story about a paranormal pet, an animal haunting, a hotel or public place that's haunted by an animal, or a little bit of bizarre animal news, you can contact me through Pet Life Radio or at DustyRainbolt.com. 
Don't forget to look for my book, Ghost Cats, Human Encounters with Feline Spirits at your bookstore. And also check out my cat care and behavior books, Cat Wrangling Made Easy, Maintaining Peace and Sanity in Your Multi-Cat Households, and Kittens for Dummies. Goodbye, and may you always be in good spirits. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>